So are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. Check, check. Welcome. <laughs> no more. Smooth jazz. Welcome to the Yeah, to the lab. To the lab. Welcome to the lab. We got Chaz Smith today. Chaz Smith. What's up? Hey man. Where'd your what what your where'd your name come from, Chaz? My real name is Charles Daniel Smith the third. Whoa. That is not a joke. I'm dead serious. That's official. That's what that is. It is pretty official. My nickname came from the same that's what people call my dad growing up. Chaz. I don't know. So gave it to me. Yeah. <laughs> so Chaz Jr. The third. No, the third. the third. Yeah, it's the third. That's proper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my name, my name is John Byron Copeland Jr. And in second grade, I had had enough, man. So, JB's cool. JB. Yeah, that Sick. works. Thanks, bro. That works. That's an improvement. So did you know my first name? Brandon. It's not Brandon. It's not Brandon. Then why is it on the certificate? Is this a lie? <laughs> it's a lie. <laughs> it's all a big fake. Mo, my first name is Paul. I see why you go by Brandon. Well, <laughs> my dad's name. My dad's name is Paul. Okay. Yeah. See, and you, and then my son's first name is Paul. So you could be. Yeah, you just insulted my whole. <laughs> this is going to be so much fun. So you could, oh you could be PJ right now. I could be PB. PB. I know see, two other PB because my wife's name is Jennifer, so it could be PB and J. That would be tough. <laughs> I had a friend. PB and JB. PB, PB and J. Yeah, I, have oh, two, PB and I have two friends named PB. One's. Patrick Bradley, the other's Paul Bernard. And then we got Paul Pog. How do you, is it Pog you or Pog? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I've never I, heard we, it. Whenever we go to Mexico and like we call for room service, they're like, Mr. Pog you? <laughs> it sounds French. It's Pog. Pog. They're like, okay, there's a magazine that says, but they got a Vogue. V. Yes. There you go. And that's how you pronounce it. You just got it. P there. Now, okay. I'll that's never not forget. French, it's Irish. It's Pogu sounds French. Yeah, it's very, like croissant? It's very white. <laughs> you don't look, you don't look Irish. You look, like Greek Spartan, um, yeah, you know. Yeah, what I mean? I've got, I've got supposedly a lot of American Indian in me, so what? yeah, yeah. It's, it, I don't know, man. Like we're all a mix, right? I'm, a, I'm a mutt. A little bit of everything. I'm a, I'm a mutt. That's good. So, dude, Chaz, you came in, and you know, we were just meeting, and I wanted to ask you questions last week. We were hanging out. I was like, no, I can't. We got, we got to wait for the podcast. We've been waiting a week. Been waiting a week for this talk. Wait for wait for this talk. Why are you laughing, JB? JB's over there cracking. Because I was messing with the mic and it was like Oh yeah. And I, I I'm sorry, whoever's watching. So dude, your your rise to 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 being known started on what? On Vine ten years ago. What'd you do on Vine? Like hey, first of all, some people some of the people will remember Vine. Some pe- some people have never even seen it before. Yeah. Some people don't know what it is. Vine really, I guess. Really, TikTok and, and Instagram stories really mm-hmm. is a copy of, of Vine. And uh, well, Instagram stories bit off Snapchat, but Instagram video entirely exists because of Vine. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Um, so Vine was this app, came out 2013. It was uh, either owned or bought by Twitter. I can't remember which, but um, it would just have these six and a half second clips That's where right. people would post 
videos of are you breathing in the mic <laughs> <laughs> bro this, okay this is funny <laughs> this is so great <laughs> so literally richard pulls me aside to buy cast and he goes, he goes you breathe too loud in the mic <laughs> and so now and so i don't know what's wrong with me but like i got darth vader back, bro. <laughs> so i'm gonna just i'm gonna just breathe over here until i talk <laughs> Only a guy who spent a lot of time with headsets on would actually pick that up. That was a good I pickup. Editing all the time. But um, yeah, Vine will just have these like these six and a half second clips, six and a half seconds max. And what was so cool is like you think, how, what could you do in six and a half seconds? But it set a creative limit to where if you were going to create something that goes viral or becomes popular, it would have to be that good. It's like imagine building like. For TikTok, TikTok, for example, is like a five-foot gate to hop over. There are a lot of people who can hop over a five-foot mm -hmm. gate. So you see people on the other side like, wow, look at all these views and followers they got. That's the other side of the gate. But it wasn't that high of a bar. With Vine, you had six and a half seconds to come up with a concept that's easily understandable, that's funny, has some level of spontaneity to it. It's almost like telling a story in six and a half seconds. So the, the wall was that much higher. So that's why... Yeah, that's you notice with TikTok, there aren't that many that yeah. you can quote off the top of your head. What but, was your What were some of your favorites? Like some of my favorite was, vines. Yeah, so some of yours, oh, but then man. some of you're not fit. Like I remember like ones with crabs and like like you yeah. know what I mean, just like little animals and like wait, just crabs. Like like they were doing like like crab walks or crab dances or like it was just like it'd be like real fast and you don't oh, remember that? Okay, uh, no, no, I don't no. remember those. Yes, right. they were uh, um. One of my favorites that comes to mind immediately is this dude just looked, he didn't even look in the camera. He just put his face up close to the camera. It was like, we all die. You either kill yourself or get killed. And then he did this dumb dance. And it had me cracking up. I watched it so many times. It was like, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? It was so funny. It was like, I don't know. Heavy cracking up, man. Uh, what about, what was your favorite one you did? My favorite one that I did, it was probably uh, one that people, most people don't remember. It was, I was over my little cousin's house with one of my friends. I was spending the, the like week at my aunt's house and my cousin brought some of her friends over and me and my friend were like, we made up this, it was titled when you crash your sister's sleepover or something like that. And they were just trying to have fun and we like. Broke up the party and started beating them up with pillows to the song um, six Kung Fu and, Fighting. And six and a half in six seconds. and a half seconds. And it was so funny. And it was like, I really enjoyed it. You could like if it's you could play the clip. I'll, I'll send it to you. Yeah. Can we? Do they still have Vine? Can you still get on? You can actually. All, every single uh, Vine still exists online if you archived it back then. So you can go on Vine.co/slash/chasmith and see every single one of my vines until, like. The app shut down. So insert link here. Cool. Right there. Boom. Nice. There's a card. Man, that. There you go. That's good. That's really cool. So where are you from? Like, where were you born? Tell me that story. Born in Connecticut. Where in I, Connecticut? Uh, Greenwich. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I moved That's actually to, a pretty nice place. It is. Like, yeah. there's a lot of financial institutions that are... Like, <laughs> how to how to there's breathe. a lot of financial institutions that are based up. Don't there. breathe. I, I burped. I, I, <laughs> but like, that's a yeah. that's a pretty well-to-do kind of area. Yeah, my parents were pretty well-to-do 
uh, really? when I was born. My dad played in the NBA for 10 years. My mom was a talk show, a national talk show and talk show host and, t- and news anchor for uh, several years. Um, so yeah, I grew up really fortunate, uh, wealthy, spent most of my life in Jersey. Um, I got one older brother, two younger brothers. We are, yeah, I, I go by Chaz. So we'll just say my dad, Charles. Then we got Christian, Chaz, Chase, Chandler, and then Lisa on the other side. <laughs> and then Lisa. All of our middle names start with a D, though, which is pretty cool. That, I have the same name as my dad. Uh, my mom's middle name is Desiree. Then we got Christian David, Chase Devin, and Chandler Dillon. So it's a little, little scheme going on, CDS. Did you grow up in, in church? Yeah, I did. Um, I grew up going to church my whole life. It don't make you a Christian, though. I, I, but I, I genuinely know that I had a relationship with the Lord from a young age. I just had an understanding of the like fear and reverence of God. I, I just, yeah, from an, yeah, from an early age. My mom is. I give the most credit to her for that, as well as one of my youth leaders when I was like going into my teens. But, um, I'd say that my understanding of my relationship with him has grown a lot. I never had an experience or a time where I kind of fell away. I was like, man, forget this. But I did grow up with this feeling of like, okay, I'm a Christian, but am I good enough as a Christian? Yeah. Not in terms of working for salvation, but working to earn his love. Have, am I doing enough? Um, and only recently, the past five years, five, six years, have I really begun to lean into like, oh, snap, you love me without me doing anything first. I'm your son before, like, you got kids. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how much they mess up. You might be upset with them, but you still love them so it's much. It's unconditional, yeah. right? Like, you know, when I correct my kids, it's like, hey, we know you did this and we want to we wanna work on that problem, but really it's a matter of the heart, mm-hmm. right? So like unconditionally we love you but there's going to be a consequence because of this action right that needs to happen but unconditionally you're my son you're my daughter mm-hmm. yes right and yeah. i think you know i said this one time but i said the greatest calling that any man could ever have is is to 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 be a father mm-hmm. right because my goal in life is to bring my kids closer to the lord because when i'm not there he's there even when I'm there and I'm not being perfect, he's still there, right? So um, it's a really cool thing to be a dad and stuff. But hi, how old are, how old are you? 28. 28. Turned 29 on 1010. Man, so you're literally two months older than me. You are, you were born December in December? 6th. Or, that's what's 94. <clears throat> yeah. Almost birthday twins, but not even close. <laughs> <laughs> two months apart. So, so you, you moved, uh, you lived in, in Connecticut, Jersey, you mm-hmm. go to college anywhere afterwards? Yeah, I went to UPenn in Philly, graduated 2017. Um, got what kind a, of, what kind of degree? Cinema studies and with a, like basically a minor in production. It wasn't official, but if they, if it existed, I would have gotten it for the amount of production classes I took. And then I got into, uh, NYU for the grad film program, but, wow. but decided not to go to focus on social media. Which turned out pretty well. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like it's like going to business school at a at a college or a university, 
And a lot of those people are people who failed out of business, but never stayed in it long enough to be successful. Mm -hmm. Right. So like a lot of business professors, like they teach business, but what do they really know? Mm -hmm. Except for the ones that come back and like, you know, they sold their companies where they come back and it's like, Hey, Mm -hmm. you don't want to give back. And those are the best, best kind of. Yeah. The, the, I don't, I barely remember any of my classes in college, but I remember doing the ones that were really practical. Like, my last semester oh word of advice for anybody's in college get all of your general ed classes out of the way as soon as possible if you can before you even declare your major because then once you only have electives left you get to have you just you're just doing exactly what you want my last semester i was in a short film class a photography class a negotiations class which was really fun i wasn't even in the business school but that was that was great uh a directing class, an acting class. It was, it was like fun. It was yeah. fun. I enjoyed yeah. it. It was crazy. So, yeah. So you I got, got, I got, got, I got, got to college for like three years to enjoy the last semester. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had, a, I had a really good time in school, but doing the schoolwork can be really, especially knowing like the fact that I forgot most of what I learned yeah. just because it's for the sake of memorization. The practical stuff really made a difference. Yeah. Like, it was taking a video class in my freshman year that made me decide I wanted to do film production on some level um, in the future. Well, that's so, kind of cool. Yeah. So, you have this opportunity, and you get into NYU, mm-hmm. and you decide not to. Mm-hmm. Most people would say, that's dumb. Yes, most people did say that, though. Okay. <laughs> and I applaud, because I love that. You did that. Thank you. But how did you know that's what you were to do? Yeah. Um, so after I graduated, or in my senior year, I got into a film production internship for June and July of 2017, right after I graduated. That was in, in, in L.A. And in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, dope. I'm going to this film, in, film production internship. Then I'll be able to go to NYU right after the in, the internship I got through this organization called Praxis Academy, um, Praxis Labs actually that's the exact name. Hey, it's a good um, name. But they have this uh, <laughs> this five day intensive at the end of every summer called Praxis Academy that's specifically for um, for teens or not teens college students, young adults, recent graduates who want to go into some field like the the whole. The whole premise of Praxis is it's like a, they're all about redemptive entrepreneurship, going into whatever field that you're in to help make the world a better place, yeah. essentially, right? Um, and so at the end of my two-month internship, we have this five-day intensive. And on one of those days, I did this workshop with a dude named Dave Evans. He co-founded EA and teaches a course at Stanford about uh, like designing your life. Like uh, electronic arts, EA? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, in EA this a sports yeah, it's, in, it's the in the game <laughs> how many guys know that i know that so well everybody does uh playstation playstation oh no <laughs> yeah i was trying to think of another announcement anyway <laughs> um at this in, in this in this uh crash course we did he has us do this five he tells us all right write out your five-year plan Exactly as you see it right now. I'm like, simple. I got an NYU, man. It's like, okay, year one, two, three, NYU. Year four is my thesis. Year five, I'm going to Cannes and Sundance. Like, what's up? And as I'm writing it all out, it feels really bland. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, shake it off, whatever. And he's like, all right, now what we're going to do is five-year plan number two. Imagine five-year plan number one is dead. What are you going to do? I'm like, huh? <laughs> there, there is no plan B. Plan A has always been NYU. Like I'd wanted, I decided I wanted to go to NYU my second semester freshman year. I even wanted to transfer. My parents were like, nah, you got into a good school. Stay there, graduate. You could always go for grad school. Plus, it'll probably be even better if you go for grad school. I'm like, you know, you're right. Well, I'm going to go for grad school. So I apply, I get in, and now it's all like laid out for me. And I see it happening right in front of me. And as I'm writing out this plan, I realize like the second one, I'm like, oh, snap. All this stuff that I've wanted to do since I was really young is starting to, I guess, bubble up in my heart again. It felt scary because there was just a bunch of unknown attached to it. But it started to make me realize I was seeing NYU as a safety net. Like if I go there, there's... I have my next three years planned out. No matter how trash of a short film I make in a semester, I still have professors who work in the film industry who will be able to help guide me and correct me and all that. But if I choose a social media thing, which I've already seen favoring, then I don't know what's going to happen. It was just like, oh, snap. What am was that a little bit of the Holy Spirit you think making you uncomfortable? Oh, yeah. It was. Like it was the Lord saying, hey, look, this yes. is what your plan is, but my plan is Absolutely. X. Absolutely. Because the plan B was like, if I go in this direction, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's freeing up all my time and space to allow the Lord to take me anywhere he might want to lead me. So what I didn't, so what I did was like, I ended up, it was so funny. So right, what you're saying is yeah. you had a plan and it was a really good plan, mm -hmm. but God had a different plan. And even though it didn't look like it was as good of a plan, you still had peace about going with a different plan. So here's the thing. I don't think he was telling me to make a decision in either direction. I actually got to talk to Dave right after it. He was like, whether you choose this direction or this direction, God's still going to bless it. Like, I don't think either of them were wrong or either of them was necessarily right. But I felt my heart leaning into one more than the other. And I saw why I was leaning. I had initially been leaning towards NYU. Once the other thing started to come up, I'm like, oh, this is definitely... I like scary. I don't, but I do, you know? Yeah, and there's some people out probably listening right now that, you know, the decisions that you've made, the decisions that I've made to, to jump, mm -hmm. right? Like I was talking to one of our, 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 our chaplain the other day, and she says, Brandon, she's like, I really feel like God showed me this. She said, you would rather be in the, in the crazy waters in the storm close to Jesus than you'd rather be in the boat. And that's, I think that's what men, like we're, we're yeah, that's awesome. I was trying Smack. To <laughs> But I think we're called, like, there's a part of us that is called to adventure. Mm -hmm. There's a car, part of us that's saying, look, we're willing to just go out there and just lay it on the line because we don't know the plan, but we believe God's plan. And mm -hmm. whatever his plan is, like, that's where I want to be. Yeah. Exactly. Versus, versus what's the good plan, which is like, go to NYU, right? Or yeah. do whatever. And I, I want to dig into this because, like you said, it's <laughs> not like he was telling you to choose. He didn't bless either one. So mm -hmm. for me, you know. It's like, go fish. Yeah. But. With that, um, like for me, I was a pastor, mm -hmm. and the track was laid out. Youth pastor, young adults pastor, campus pastor, plan a church, speak at other churches. Mm -hmm. um, it's not like a business model. Yeah, I know, and it's stupid. Sorry. It's stupid. Wow. But wow. You don't need to apologize. It's for stupid. It's stupid like, for me. Yeah. It's stupid for me, and it's stupid. <laughs> so, <laughs> but the other thing was let's go to the deep 
mm-hmm. and I, there's skills that I have and there's talents that I have and and I'm raw and I don't know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. but I know that God's calling me elsewhere. Yeah, and but it's it's He's calling me into dependence, and I think that's what there's people on this earth that choose temporary dependence over godly dependence hmm. and comfort. i think yes comfort over outside of uncomfort and the thing is is that's why a lot of people just stay in yeah, their job i know they'll but, stay in their job versus jumping and doing their own thing somebody's butt getting tight right yeah now. but here's, here's the thing <laughs> like he like he said he said god will bless it but could he have blessed your life more Ooh, yeah because hmm. i know a lot of people that would stay put and the thing is, is that they're fueled by fear and they're, fu- they're fueled by not enough faith. Hmm. But if you do jump, what could have God done? Do you think Elisha would have got the double blessing if he wouldn't have stayed with Elijah till the very end? Because he's like, what do you want? He's like, stay here, stay here. Elijah keeps telling him, stay here, stay mm-hmm. here. He wouldn't have got what the double blessing. What do you blessing. want? He's like, I want a double portion. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, if you, see me, if you see me go away, if you see me exit, then you'll get that. Hmm. So the mantle, mm. God puts a mantle onto you and says, this is yours. Mm. But, but sometimes... you got to be obedient. The thing is, is sometimes we don't take that and we don't receive it because, number one, we don't trust God, and number two, we don't trust ourselves. And mm. I think the cool thing about you was you felt that well up in you. Mm-hmm. And not only did you trust God, but you trusted yourself. And the feelings that you had knowing that that's God and me speaking. And you could have gone to NYU. And who knows where you'd be. It could be great. But you chose scary. And I think scary is the best every single time. Yeah, so what is scary right now for you? Yeah. It's like, what, like when, when you wake up in the morning, what is your fear, the biggest fear that you have? Like, what is scary and what is something you really have to depend on the Lord for? Yeah. Um, so right now there's this project I'm working on. I've been working on it for like two years now. I've never worked on a project for this long before. It's an animated web series where I'm retelling stories from the Bible, but in a really entertaining, uh, entertaining way while still adding historical context and breaking down scripture. There's voice actors in it. We just signed an animation studio to be able to work with us. But here's the thing, just launched a Kickstarter for it last week. If I don't raise enough money for it to, in order to be able to work with this animation studio, then I'm like, what am I going to do? I put, I put, I intentionally put all my eggs in one basket. Um, Bro, we, we talked, let me just say this. Yeah. And I do believe I'm going to hey, get more than I need. But, no, you will. Yeah. And I believe it. Yeah. And God's got his hand on it. Mm-hmm. You will. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, I'm really believing that. But still, there's the idea like, what if, it, you know, that's, that's if you, to answer your question, that's what's scary. But to go back to the uh, eggs, all the eggs in a basket thing, I heard, I feel like ever since Kobe passed, I've been seeing all these interview clips. Every time I see his face on my feed, it's like a new clip. That man, it's I something love that else. Man. Something he said was like, I never understood why people always say, I never understood why people say, I never understood why people say, put, don't put all your eggs in one basket. I just make more eggs. You know? <laughs> I'm like, yo, that's real, bro. Like, well, there's, there's, don't have, I can't have a scarcity mindset. Knowing who my God is, I'm like, yes. You know, 
He's not a God of lack. He's right. a God of abundance. And right? especially if I want to, if we want to do something that is going to bring more glory to his name for people to know him yeah. and come to a relationship with Christ, then why would he not want to bless this? And guess what? Like especially it, if we're doing it in excellence. Like you, yes. If you didn't put all your eggs where he was telling you, and you did something smart, like you went to NYU, you became this great little creator, and all this <laughs> other, right? And you did all this stuff that made you famous. You could be like, look what I did. Mm -hmm. You know what? One of what pisses me off is when, like, older people tell me I'm making a boneheaded decision. Yeah. And I'm like, you're smart. Your smart is not my smart. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, I, I agree with wise counsel. Mm -hmm. I do. But I also know what God is telling me to do. Mm -hmm. And when he makes that flip in you and you feel it internally, there's no, nothing anyone can say. There are times when, when godly counsel is tremendous. Yes. They're like, but we talked about this with Andrew Carter last week, right? Yep. Like, like my dad, amazing guy, amazing guy. Love this guy. But, but when I was starting True Labs, getting out of commercial real estate, he's like, okay, well, what's your backup plan? Mm -hmm. What's your plan B? And I was like, I ain't got a backup plan. This is it. Like I know, like I knew in my gut, mm -hmm. ugh, it was hard, right? But mm -hmm. I knew in my gut, I was supposed to go start this. I was supposed to go. Start True Labs. Tell me about some of the challenges you had. Because it wasn't a smooth road. It was no. not smooth. I already know. Starting anything, there's going to be stuff. That's so, you know, we, we originally started as another company called 2010 Labs. Mm -hmm. And we, we were making a pre-workout system. And that's all we were making was a pre-workout system. And we had a manufacturer that, um, that we were using at the time that was making our product, that was shipping our product, that was doing all of our books and all of this. And we had made a lot of inventory uh, based on kind of what we, what we thought we were going to sell, but we had no, we had no know-how of how much we were going to sell. Mm -hmm. right? And uh, man, there was, a, there was a night when David Blees, he was on the show a couple weeks ago. Um, David Blees was over here with his wife, Michaela, and we were watching a movie, and I got a call. And during this call, um, it was a manufacturer that we were getting quotes from because we felt like we were paying too much. And, and this call, um, wrecked my world. I still remember it was like a Friday night. I remember how the sun looked that night. I remember this phone call, but it was this guy saying, Hey, look, you may want to know something that's happening right now. I just got a call saying that I'm not supposed to work with you. And if I work with you, the business that I'm doing with these guys, they're going to take that business away. And they were like one of his top 10 clients. So they, they knew each other. It's a real small world, the, 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 mm -hmm. the health and wellness supplement world, right? And, and uh, so I get a text from the guy that we were using, and that text said, um, hey, until we get this figured out, we're not shipping any more of your products. So there are two different things going on right now. There, yeah, there, was, a, there was a manufacturer that we were right. looking at getting quotes from, and there was the one that we were using. Okay. Right? And they had a relationship. They knew each other. Oh. Yeah. Man. It's a small world, right? And, and the one that we were using still made product with the new guy that we were looking at because I guess he could make it possibly cheaper or better or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So um, during this process, it was like we had to figure out what we were going to do as that company, and we really had to shut that whole company down because we weren't going to be able to ship any more products. And I can't tell you, like, the dependency. Like, I, I remember praying with my wife for months. Mm -hmm. Like, God, we just need your help. We need you to come through because we're – we put all our eggs in that basket, hundreds of thousands of dollars, mm -hmm. right? We had, we had loan out everything. Mm -hmm. And that's when uh, my wife and I prayed about it, and we came up with the name True Labs. And we looked at truelabs.com. We could buy it. It was like four grand, three grand or whatever. 
mm-hmm. to buy the domain. And, um, you know, we started up True Labs. That's not the end of the story. Like, there's still another four or five years of stuff that, that happened till we got to this point where we, we, we grew as a business enough to where we got attracted to, to, to retail. And then retail put us in 4,000 stores last year. Mm-hmm. And, and that really was a life-giving opportunity because it proved who we were in the market. We, no, we were no longer an e-commerce-only company. We became a retail company. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's, there was partner issues. There was, there was things that were happening internally. Um, we had a number of different um, people that, that liked what we were doing, but there was all this conflict. And then what really happened two years ago, James Lee, the guy we were talking about earlier, at, uh, at Men's Summit, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. It's really exciting. This will be the third year that we've been there. James Lee, you know, we're, we're kind of trying to figure out who we are as a business and all this kind of stuff. And James Lee says, hey, look, um, I feel like you guys are supposed to come to, to the Men's Summit this year. It's a conference. It's a huge conference. Yeah. Like 4,000 guys be there this year. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he's like, I want to put you guys, you know, here. Would you come and visit with me? And so we go and we, 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 we visit this place. And he shows us the place where he wants to be. And it's right in the very front. Like the main sponsor would be there, right? And this is right during COVID and all that stuff. So um, mm-hmm. I'm like, why are you doing this? He's like, well, the Lord just told me that you guys are supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I'm like, well, James, you know, we really don't have a whole lot of revenue. We really can't afford this. He goes, don't worry about it. God told me that you're supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. And that's like a fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 spot, mm-hmm. right, for this deal. So we go, we show up, and then they've got this banner like you're sitting behind now. And it says, Men's Summit. And it says True Labs, and it's showing us as like the title sponsor. Mm-hmm. I'm like, James, we wrote zero dollars for this. He goes, mm-hmm. I know, but you're supposed to be here. So here's what's happened during that conference. Mm-hmm. We're in that conference. We're, we're, we're telling people about our product, and people come into our booth. And when people come into our booth, when they see you as a health expert or they see somebody that, that understands something in a greater way than they do, they, they, start, to, they start to ask advice. Or they have questions like, well, you know, I just had a surgery on my knee or, you know, I have a heart arrhythmia or something. And then they'll like, they'll, they'll be like, and then I've got a restrained relationship with my, with my mom or, you know, <laughs> I've got a battle. Right? Yeah. They, you become a therapist, right? You become this, this expert. And so it was really cool at this point. We, we, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going on too long. Am I going too long? All right, cool. What's really cool about this is we would tell people about our products, but Hey, look, our products are really going to help you. But can we tell you what's really going to help you? Can we just pray with you right now? Mm-hmm. Like, and we'd be like, and the Holy Spirit would just come into this wow. booth. And the Holy Spirit comes in this booth, and lives start getting changed. Mm-hmm. We start, we have guys crying. We have guys weeping. Yeah. We, had, we had, you know, different people that were, like, you know, diagnosed with these different diseases, and they felt like they were getting healed. Yep. So what was really cool is, is we, we were doing a road show right after that with Sam's Club, you know, big, big mm-hmm. company. Well, Sam's Club invites us in. We're doing a road show. We take that same atmosphere and we take it into Sam's clubs and we're praying with people in the middle of Sam's clubs. So like there's this lady who came to the Sam's club, like a Tuesday, one of our educators in there telling about our products. They're just talking one-on-one. The lady does the exact same thing, like basically treating like the educator, like a therapist. And she's like, look, our products are really good. Can I just tell you about Jesus? And she witnesses to her right there. All 14 Sam's club. The lady gets saved. So she walks in there to buy products. She walks out with eternity. And that's what True Labs has become. It's become this ministry of health and wellness. Wow. We call it the, the, the ministry of health and, health and fitness, uh-huh. right? 
And so uh, there's been a lot of wow. stuff. Like, like there's some stuff that I probably wouldn't want to say on this podcast or stuff that's happened. Yeah. But man, it's been like, you want to talk about growing up. I mean, I was 38, 39 when we started this. I'm 44 now. I got some experience. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, it's been really cool because I love putting all your eggs in one basket because here's the deal. If God doesn't show up, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. But when he shows up, he gets all the glory. Mm-hmm. And that's the coolest part. Yeah. And even just thinking about like you having a son, if he's trying to go out and do something that you are genuinely pleased with and he gets to a point where he's entirely dependent on you, are you not going to want to show up for him? Yeah. I would, but there's sometimes as a dad, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta back off Mm -hmm. and you gotta say, I'm not bailing you out right now. Mm -hmm. Like this is between you and God, Mm -hmm. you know? And so that's that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like the comparison. It's so, it's so tough because you do, you want to do that every time, right? Because you're a good father, but there's a great father. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, man. There's been a lot. Mm -hmm. There's been a lot, but. What's fun is to see the Lord come through. And when things get really, really hard in our business or we have a, a, a cash crunch or a financial crunch or a deadline that for production that has to get done, and, and I get a phone call, hey, look, the printing company, they're not going to have your stick, you know, your film ready, so this isn't going to happen. And it's going to cause a delay in the time chain and all this. Kind of stuff. I'm like, I call my wife and I say, okay, this is going on. It looks impossible. That's why we say that. We say it. It's impossible, unbelievable, but doable. Because I was like, this is where God's got to show up. Mm-hmm. And he does. We just get on our face and we pray. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's, there's this great song. Uh, it talks about this is how I fight my battles. Mm-hmm. I fight my battles by getting on my knees. Mm. Oh, that's been so true in the last few years. Mm. So true. And God just shows up every time. Yeah. So how much money do you, have, do you need to raise, bro? 150K. 150K. For, for the, just for season one. Animation is really expensive. And we're working with um, a, a studio that just won an Emmy last year. It was like the equivalent of a Grammy yep. for music or Oscar for film. Um, they, and they won it for doing an educational animated show uh, for kids. And it was broadcasted all across a bunch of different countries in Africa. So on the other side of the fundraiser, like it's, it's set. So, um, and so yeah, like... How many episodes? How long are the episodes? Yeah. So the episodes inter- for season yeah for season one episodes will be eight minutes long, uh, eight episodes total. So it's about an hour of content um, for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, but that includes like that's not just the two. How much animation. is it a minute? Like I watched it's, this, you said it was like so many dollars a minute. It's right? a lot. It's a lot. But like that that quote isn't just for animation. That covers two D animation, three D animation, um, Kickstarter fees, uh, legal fees finance management uh production management everybody on the kickstarter team audio music and the list just keeps going on like there's a lot of stuff that goes into it so um and by the way for animation like generally on like 2d animation can very easily cost ten thousand dollars for one minute of screen time wow so we're getting a really good rate too it's like 25 percent for for all encompassing so uh that's crazy yeah does yeah. does jb have a good enough voice for for, for voice cartoon? yeah what, what who would you want to play we got we got all the everybody a lot of people say that one. he's got a face for radio i, play I don't know what that means <laughs> i'll we'll be jesus <laughs> we're doing uh <laughs> daniel for season one daniel season one uh 
We have plans for Joseph for season two and then Esther's story for season three. And then you know who I love? Is David, bro. David? Yeah. Besides Jesus. <laughs> Wait, let's talk about Jesus. We mentioned we were going to do that. Yes. Yeah. All right. Just say what you said earlier. Yeah. So something that hit me recently around, I guess, uh, like Passover time, Resurrection Day, um, is if you read through scripture, you'll notice that Jesus is up all day. And then at night, he has this Passover dinner with all his disciples. He stays up all night talking to them, washing their feet, and then going for a walk this garden and he's praying gets to the point of anxiety where he's sweating blood still stays up all night up until the point judas comes and betrays him he gets arrested he gets put on trial he's beaten spit on whipped accused humiliated all these different things his friends abandon him um he has to carry this literal like a heavy cross Mm -hmm. up a hill he's publicly crucified for being totally innocent doesn't say a word the entire time he's put on this cross has metal rods jammed through both of his feet and his wrists and he's hanging up there like i was just okay what made me think about this is a couple a couple weekends ago um i had some hot chicken it was too hot wait what this no watch let me me let's get let's go somewhere all right let's go somewhere i had some hot chicken and it just tore my stomach up, right? <laughs> like, at night, I was pretty good. Like, I was eating. I was like, dang, this is, this is really spicy. I wasn't expecting this. The next morning, I wake up. I didn't get good sleep. I think I was kind of dehydrated. Um, but I was up early. This was on e- Easter Sunday. But I, was, I was like, you know what? Let me get up. Just go work out. Ain't worked out in a minute either. And uh, on top of not getting sleep, uh, being kind of dehydrated and um, having like all that hot chicken in my stomach for the night before. As I'm working out, I start feeling like I need to, I'm, I'm about to pass out. And I wasn't even doing stuff that that was that, that, was that serious. Yeah. You know? Just you like, hadn't been beaten. Yeah. You hadn't sweated blood. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But I got to the point where I was like, yo, I, I, I got to stop. I got to lay down for a minute. That was like, and I started thinking about like, yo, Jesus, the amount of stuff that he went through mm-hmm. to even be hanging on this cross for three hours imagine just doing a wall sit for like two minutes yeah you start to be like ah i'm getting tired like Mm -hmm. three hours bro bleeding from everywhere on your body your face is beaten beyond recognition like people a lot of depictions of jesus you just see like there's some cuts and bruises on his no his face was swollen yeah pain everywhere mentally physically emotionally spiritually worn out yeah and vander holyfield mike tyson they've never been hit that hard they never had that kind of damage put to their body and he's still going knowing and then the worst part being separated from his relationship with the father like he experienced all of that and still kept going people think jesus was a punk nobody has been through pain that difficult before nobody Ever. And then what's he say at the end? Father, forgive, forgive him. him. What? And he's still able to talk mm. after all that? Like, what? That's, that's pretty B.A. <sighs> the grit. He's, he's, yeah, he's about the toughest guy you've ever talking Like, David Goggins don't have, doesn't have anything on No. Him. Nothing. Nothing. No, David Goggins just talks when he runs. <laughs> he does. He does. He's like, yo, 
I'm the hottest. I'm the hottest, but I'm out here running in the rain. You know what I mean? You don't know me. You don't know me. Oh, and then we got to take into this part of it. Take this into account. Jesus had the fullness of God dwelling in him. You, make, you might think that that's like, makes it easier for him, but he came out of glory in heaven to live a human life and was irrelevant for 30 years before finally stepping into his ministry. Like, fasted for 40 days, by the way. Which is, what? Like, there's, <laughs> there's nothing you can tell me. For in, there's nothing anybody can say to me to make me believe Jesus was any type of a punk. Like, nah. You got that? What, is that book right there? The, the Manliness of Christ? Yeah. Is it on the, yeah. Dog. Like, that's... <laughs> he, was, he was amazing. He was the ultimate pro- provider and the ultimate protector. He was the quintessential man. Man. I want to be like Jesus. I do too. You know? And, bro, I can't even think about it. Because if it were me, I'm just thinking about it. If they tried to arrest me, bro, you already know. Like, Peter, give me that sword, bro. <laughs> You're running. I'm running or I'm just, or I'm attacked. But he knew. He Didn't knew. take offense to anything, bro. Like, just yeah. that alone. Bro, somebody, this is, this is one of your family members you, you, you want to fight. Like, yeah, like when people used to make your mama jokes, I'd be like, you're going to say it again or I'm going to kill you. How many people take offense to everything today? I'm talking the slightest thing. (sighs) How about the fact I'm (laughs) thankful for offense. There's something that, oh my goodness, bro. Offending somebody is not a sin. First of all, like that's not sinful. Jesus offended Pharisees all the time for the sake of getting to their heart. If it weren't for some things that friends said to me, that offended me, I wouldn't have changed or made differences for my own good. Like, um, get vulnerable real quick. So there is uh, something I struggled with just for a long, like a long portion of my life is pornography, hmm. right? I saw this post on Instagram one time, this dude named Satya Sam. He's like super dope. He, just, he put out a book. He's like super, really solid dude. Um, one of his posts I saw on another page, actually, and it said something like, um, the reason why so many men struggle with porn is because they're nice guys. Oh, and I was like, what? I swiped to the side. It said people who are men who are not willing to say no, who are, uh, there's three things that like, just this is a theme that's been, we've been talking about uh, a lot lately. Yeah. Keep going. One thing was they're not able to say no. Um, they struggle with insecurity. And uh, I can't remember the third thing, but I was like, they don't have Hold any, on, bro. They don't have any core values. <laughs> something, something like that. There's, there are three like, main things. I was like, hold on, bro. You call me a punk? What? <laughs> Wait a minute. And it's, it was like, that totally shifted my mindset. It was like, it was like I was being a simp for porn. Like, what, bro? Nah, uh, no more. I'm done. Like, that was, it, it offended me in the best way. I was thankful for it. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. That. And I think a man needs that sometimes because like in my, it made me want to fight. That's what I'm saying is like, you got to be at that point of, uh, so I was like, and I've said this before, I was in rehab last summer and before I went, like I just dealing with addiction Mm -hmm. and, um, my dad called me, was like, you need to go because like you're off the rails. And he's like, go ask Chloe if you need to go, my wife. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, she's not going to want me to go. Like, she's, mm-hmm. And I said, Chloe, like, should I go to rehab? And like, she was half asleep and she literally wakes up and said, yes. Like, looked at me and said, yes. 
And I was like, like, it pissed me off a little bit. Like, you know, I'm going to be gone for three months. Like, she was like, you need to go because I'm not happy. And I was like, dang. And so dealing with that going and then being there, like just moment after moment after moment of, of me just like realizing I'm so soft, man. And get and it wasn't even like I was pissed off at them. I think people get offended because they're actually mad at themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it, mm. this just overflow. And I realized, man, I'm not, I'm not a good person. And this is all delusion that mm. I've believed about myself for so long. Like, this is not okay. Mm. I'm soft. Um, I had a, a counselor in there and, um, man, he was like, this was like the, the thing that, that just like really blew my mind. Um, he was a Buddhist mm-hmm. and like, this wasn't, this wasn't a Christian rehab center, but he was a Buddhist. And, um, I was telling him all these things that I was worried about, like finances to my wife, to my family. And he looked at me and he goes, JB, how big is your God? And I was like, what? And he goes, he's not mine, but how big is your God? <laughs> that sounds like some Old Testament stuff, bro. bro. And he was, he was rough around the edges. He was, he was like, how big is your God? And I'd be like, and I was like, whoa. like. And that moment forward, I said, God, you're bigger than I could ever imagine. But it made me realize that I made him small in my head and I thought I was in control. And so like, it's those moments of heavy friction. And I think being pissed off a little bit and being offended uh, that everything changes. So nice guys are guys that are jealous of you. They're passive aggressive. They're guys that will come after you. They'll say comments behind your back, but they won't ever talk to you face to face. They're not men of God. Mm. Men of God will challenge you. They'll yep. call you to war mm-hmm. and you're just like, well, whose car are we taking? Right? Mm. We got to go. We got to do something. We got to do some. There's this great quote on Instagram. You know, we got to mm. go kill some people, you know, <laughs> and, and, and you can't ask. You can't ask. Wait, any, wait, 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 no, wait, wait, wait. But you can't even ask any questions about it. And he's like, whose car are we taking? Right? Like, it's, it's, it's a great movie. Yeah. But, but that's the way men of God is like, hey, look, I've got this issue going on in my marriage or this dude, my brother has this, this problem going on in his marriage. We got to go take care of his act. We got to go pray with this dude. We got to go fight for him. Mm-hmm. Well, whose car are we taking? Yeah. You know, it's like, that's what men of God are. And that's what I feel like we really need to impart to the next, to the next generation. It's like, look, there are men that have integrity and there are men that stand for something. And there are also men that are men of war. Mm-hmm. So when it's time to war, we're going to say, Lord, we need you in this situation. And they're going to go and they're confront and they're yeah. going to be honest. And they're going to say, look, I saw you doing this. And you don't need to be doing that because you need to be doing this. Yeah. How and many those, times do we write off stuff like that, calling it being judgmental? Yeah, dude, that's just because people have fear of man. And they care too much about what people think. And I think a real man, a man, a warrior, not a nice guy, is someone that does not. You can't love someone unless you don't care what they think. No, I'm saying when somebody... Conf- does confront someone else and that person who's confronted say, oh you're judging you're judging me you're being judgmental that's a cop-out yeah that's a, co- it's that's just a straight cop-out it's an excuse it's an excuse to be lazy and and to not do what you need to do it's an excuse hmm. by the way i didn't i haven't heard before but what addiction did you go to rehab for uh painkillers adderall weed man yeah bro 
Praise God, bro. I know. Not on the other side. I know, yeah. bro. Yeah, That's bro. Ten months and three days, bro. Let's go. His it countenance up. is yes, totally sir. different, man. And he shows up on time now. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. That's what's up, man. All right, yeah, so so I got some questions I need to ask you. All right, let's finish this off with rapid fire. All right, so this is this is Pogue's rapid fire. All right, so just don't think, just do. Right. There's no wrong response. Okay, you ready? Yes. What's no, your... I'm not. Okay, let's go. <laughs> oh, that's the first question. Are you ready? <laughs> so that's a we can wait. But what's your favorite color? Orange. Is it really? Blue came to mind, but I think that's just the natural response to the question, what's your favorite color? Mm-hmm. For most people, it's not. But I like, I like orange and black a lot. What's your favorite number? 17. What's your mother's maiden name? Lisa. Oh, Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> so we already, we already said your middle name, so I, I got it. Mm-hmm. What was your middle name again? Daniel. All right, cool. What's your last four? Your social? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Minio or Tadashi for workout music? Oh. Why would you, I know both. Of them. I know. <laughs> I know. I saw that. That's why we're. That's why we're going. Oh come on, man! No, you gotta. Hey. You gotta pick. You gotta pick. Uh, I'm gonna go Andy because I know him longer. Okay. When? When do you think Jesus is gonna come back? Soon. <laughs> like actually. Can you name all the white guys in the Bible? Cornelius. I don't think there uh, were any. I don't think there were any white <laughs> guys in the Bible. There were like some Roman center. I mean, okay, well, they weren't white. They were Italian, so there aren't any. <laughs> yeah, there's really people. not. There's zero. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus wasn't white. I hate to break it to you. I hate to break it to you. Um, why, why is this company called True Labs donating $1,000 to your Kickstarter? Because y'all love me and you yeah. love the Lord. <laughs> Thank you. Thank we you. want to do that, man. We want to bless you. I saw that, and I was like, "Dude, we are we are in. We're going to back you. We're going to pray for you, but we're also going to we're also going to put faith into action." Thank you. So I'm super stoked yeah. about that. Appreciate that, y'all. For real. Thank you. Guys. Wasn't me and Sam, bro. No, 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 right. <laughs> no, I'm super happy about it. And 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 I saw the cartoon, and uh, and I saw it, and I was like, "Wow, this is unlike any cartoon I'm you know I've seen. Mm-hmm. Like this is different. Yeah. You know, and I was like, this is going to reach people." for christ mm-hmm. and we're in on that like yeah. this is this is the ministry this is telling people the good news mm-hmm. and so that's what we want to do yeah thank you yeah man dude i love you bro love you too bro. be pretty cool JV. richard yeah. behind the camera yeah yeah so um we talked a little bit about this but i think we need to pray for the guys that are in that nice guy syndrome mm-hmm. and we need to we need to we need to ask them to be men yeah right we need to ask them Give them permission. Oh, that's good. They have, knowing that, let them know that they already have permission. Like there are times where I felt like uh, that I need per, that I've needed permission. Still, like, is this okay to confront this person? Is it okay? Do, there's timing for everything. Like, you want to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, but sometimes we're just being sensitive. And it's okay to get pissed off, man. I think that's what moves me the most. Is like, it's okay. Like, if you have that, that temptation, part. if you have that temptation, that part. Go look in the mirror and say, this is not going to happen today because I'm a man of God. And I'm about to take this freaking demon, whatever it is, and slice its head off. Yeah. <laughs> Put scripture on it. Yeah, bro. Hebrews 4 uh, yeah. says that we can come boldly to the throne of grace for help. After our time of need? Before our time? No, in our time of need. When yep. we need it to come to him. And he will satisfy us. He'll give us what we need. So... 
I have Ephesians six ten on my side, and it says, "May the mighty strength of the Lord make you strong." Amen. It's not on your own strength, but it's on His authority and His mm-hmm. power, His mm-hmm. strength, right? Yeah. And it's something that I like to say, like when I'm doing something hard in the gym or whatever, I got to lift a lot of weight. But it's like, God, I need you right now. Mm-hmm. I can't do this. I'm empty. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. That's good. Let's pray it up. All right. All right. So God, we just pray for the men that are listening to that have nice guy syndrome. Lord, we pray that you would empower them, that you would give them strength. Lord, that you would allow them to be men of God. God, that you would help them to, to, to become strong and to become uh, underneath you and underneath your authority. And Lord, that you would use them, God, to, to speak truth. And Lord, when they would hear truth, that they would get mad about it. Lord, that they get angry about it because they would know what needs to be done and they would go do it. So Lord, we tell these guys it's okay, it's right, it's correct for them to be upset about what's wrong in this world and for them to go and face it mm-hmm. in Jesus' name. Yeah, and I want to pray uh, that we would all know how much Jesus wants to encourage us too. Like that is an aspect of his manhood as well. It's not just like he's, you're, Lord, we know you're not a God who beats down on us. I pray that you would help us understand, like you encouraged Peter and James and John. You, you, you poured so much into them you allow them to walk with you um you still had moments where uh john was able to, to rest and like lay on your chest at dinner like that's that was not that was a manly thing to do as well lord i pray that everybody here who is struggling with sin or continues finding themselves in uh cycles of habitual sin that they would understand that you are calling them uh your son and your friend and there are specific encouragements you want to speak to each of them you called peter a rock you called james and john sons of thunder you have um you want to pour life into us it's your desire i pray that uh we would just take time to sit with you and read in your word and listen to you in prayer to hear what you are saying to us to hear what you're calling us to hear new names you want to give to us things you want to encourage us with god so that we could take that and um run with it allow that to be our strength allow your love your joy um, your words be life-giving to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That's good. Yes, sir. Dude, so cool hanging out with you. Yeah, this was good. This was fun. I don't know if it was better than Andrew's, though. What do y'all say? The yeah. best. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're yeah all... this was the best one today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're all good. Yeah. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Break. Yes, sir. That was good.